Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Potters Sky rolling solo today, previewing the week 16 games and their fantasy implications. Daniel is out for today's podcast, but he will be back for the NFL picks episode with Curly coming up next. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. this guy right here where you have a man-to-man right here you see he gets penetration right there you know when you run away from him he's gonna run you down yeah, he's one of those guys who will get penetration yeah, he not only rambled but he rumbled and stumbled <laughs> that's when you want a medicine back stuff get that back to his hands are so big and strong in fact they get penetration on both sides there's two footballs on the field and then when they wear their powder blue uniform, oh, man, that is it. I mean, how can you lose a guy six foot five to 305 pounds? When a center goes to block you like that, you can't punch him. We'll start in Tennessee with the Saturday games. Of course, no Thursday game this week, so we got two on Saturday, the rest on Sunday and Monday, of course. We'll start in Tennessee with the Titans and the Redskins. For the Redskins, there's not one player on the team I'm confident for playing in fantasy this week. We'll do a DFS episode uh, later on with uh, Drew Misick, but for 
league uh, for season long leagues. Um, I'm going to roll through here, and this will be kind of a quicker episode because Daniel's not here with me to give his opinions, but. For me, I don't want to start anybody on the Redskins. That includes Adrian Peterson. I'm not confident in them. Uh, the Titans' rush defense has been beastly as of late, not feeling uh, Adrian Peterson or any of the Redskins. For the Titans' side, Derrick Henry, you got to ride the train. He is absolutely on fire, uh, over 400 yards in the last two weeks, six touchdowns, fire him up. Nobody else on the team, though, I think Josh Norman will shut down Corey Davis. I don't have confidence in Marcus Marietta or Deion Lewis. And uh, Ferkshire, I think you can fire up if you're deep at tight end. But other than that, not feeling it. Tennessee defense, I love in this matchup. You could fire them up at home with something to play for here late in the season. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson remains the starter. You can fire him up. Gus Edwards, you can play him as well. I like the Ravens defense on the road here is tricky, but if you have to stream them, they've been very consistent. Although the chargers at home are a whole nother beast, but I don't think the Ravens are the worst option, but if you can go somewhere else and stream, I would do that uh, on the Ravens side for uh, also Kenneth Dixon and deep PPR plays potentially as well. Uh, if the chargers get up quick, we could see Gus Edwards potentially get phased out in this game. If that's the case, then, uh, um, Dixon, sorry, Kenneth Dixon will be the uh, probably the star there out of the backfield. But as it stands, Gus Edwards is a sure play and uh, Dixon if you need as well. For the Chargers, you're firing up your usual suspects, although temper expectations here. They are playing the Ravens, even with the Ravens on the road. They're a very, very stout defense. Looks like Melvin Gordon is set to play this week. If he suits up, you play him, of course. That would uh, destroy Justin Jackson's potential. Of course, Austin Eckler is out. Keenan Allen is a true game time decision. I think he will be um, playing potentially, but even if he plays, I'm going to try to fade him if I've got somebody else in season long. You probably don't have too many options at this point, but if you're in the championship, you've got um, quality rosters, and I recommend you try to stream somebody else. Even if Keenan Allen plays, I'm concerned about his hip, a hip injury is very painful. He's had injury issues over the last couple of years, and uh, I could see him going down early in this game again, potentially, which would give you another donut, and you can't have that in your championship. So if you don't have another option, fire him up. If you do, I would swap him out best you can. Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, I would bench unless Keenan Allen does not play. If Keenan Allen does not play, I would go Mike Williams over Tyrell Williams. But again, I would still temper my expectations there. Phillip Rivers, you fire up. But uh, again, you know, I wouldn't expect more than maybe 250 and two touchdowns against these Ravens. For the Texans, Deshaun Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller should all have huge games against the Philadelphia Eagles, assuming Lamar Miller plays. He's questionable as of now. I think he'll be fine. He left uh, last week's game early, but he should be coming back just fine. Alfred Blue would be a nice spot fill if Lamar Miller does not play in this one. But DeAndre Hopkins should go nuts and Watson as well. For the Eagles, if you're desperate, um, you can look at Nick Foles as a streaming option uh, as the Texans' secondary has been pretty porous and their front seven is really stout, uh, so I don't see them running the ball much, the Eagles, but he could maybe cut a few loose if you're really desperate at the uh, quarterback position, but I think there's better streamers this week. Alshon Jeffrey's been on fire as of late. You fire him up for sure. Nelson Aguilar, you stay away from Zach Ertz. You got to play because he's Zach Ertz. But we've obviously seen a, a, a severe downtick with Foles in the lineup versus Wentz for Zach Ertz. But Alshon Jeffrey has certainly uh, exploded the last two weeks. For the Packers, 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you fire up, assuming he's healthy and plays. There was talk early in the week that maybe he wasn't going to. Looks like he will at this point. You fire him up. If he does not play for some reason, don't play Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I would fire up De- uh, Devontae Adams regardless. And Jamal Williams, assuming he plays as well, came up with a late week injury, which is never good. But assuming he plays, you fire him up as well. Of course, Aaron Jones done for the year on the IR. And they brought in Capri Bibbs, who was uh, kind of a third um, back in Washington for most of the season, but he's a good pass catcher. So he's a he's a real deep option in PPR leagues. But if Jamal Williams misses for some reason, I think Capri Bibbs could be a nice spot fill there against the Jets. Not confident in any other pass catchers for the Packers at this point, especially if Rodgers misses. For the Jets side, Sam Darnold, another streaming option. I would potentially go Sam Darnold over Nick Foles, for example, against the the uh, Packers here. Um, Robbie Anderson has shown some life as of late. You could fire him up against this poor Packers secondary. And Elijah McGuire, you can fire up as well as an RB2. Uh, he's the lead back at this point. He had a nice game last week, and there's no real other options with the Jets. And Chris Herndon at the tight end position is another streaming option as well. Bills and Patriots. For the Bills, Josh Allen, you can ride the train if you're feeling it, although I think Uncle Bill will figure out a way to to contain him, put a spy on him with a linebacker. We saw the Lions shut him down to just 16 rush yards last week. If Bill's able to do that again this week, I think that, uh, that the Patriots will be much better off keeping him in the pocket and making his arm beat the Patriots, which I just don't think is going to happen. So you could fire up Josh Allen, but I would certertainly temper your expectations there outside of a deep bomb and maybe you know, 50, 60, 70 rushing yards and a potential touchdown there. I do like Robert Foster. Uh, it sounds like the word out of the uh, the Patriots camp is that um, stud cornerback uh, uh, Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, who is the number one rated cornerback by Pro Football Focus, will be lined up against Zay Jones. If that's the case, then Robert Foster could potentially get loose against some of these other suspect Patriots defensive backs. Chung came up hurt last week. He probably will play, but even if he does, he's a little bit beat up at the safety position. So I think that Robert Foster could potentially get loose for you uh, for the Bills there. Um, not really excited about any of the running backs. All four of them got hurt last week. Two of them are on IR. Uh, the other two uh, I'm not very excited about, so I'm, I'm not really not really into the Bills in general. But Josh Allen and Robert Foster I think are potential options. I would stay away from Zay Jones. For the Patriots, however, I'd fire up everybody, but with the running, but you kind of temper expectations. Of course, uh, news out of Patriots camp, Josh Gordon steps away from football to battle uh, his mental health issues and his ongoing addiction to substance abuse. Um, There's a lot of talk out of camp. There's a lot of different sources, so I'm going to keep full opinions to a later episode with the guys, but... Uh, basically, Josh Gordon is done for this season for sure, and it looks like there's a pending suspension looming as well for uh, potentially failing another uh, urinary analysis, a UA, if you will. Um, so unfortunately, Josh Allen is done and probably done for his career, which is really upsetting. We wish him the best as a human being. Football aside, of course, bummer for fantasy, but more bummer just on a human level. So wish uh, Josh Gordon all the best, but he is done for the year. That leaves. Plenty of targets uh, for Julian Edelman over the middle. I think uh, Tredavious White might shadow him, but he might also lock on to uh, Chris Hogan. I think Hogan is a deep flyer as well. 
because um, Josh Gordon is now not that deep threat. Gronkowski, you fire up as a tight end because you know you have to. But let's not forget, a few weeks ago, the Bills in Buffalo, mind you, but uh, the Bills absolutely shut down Gronk. I think the Patriots will have a better game with something to play for here. Uh, they're all of a sudden, you know, they're gonna they're gonna win that division going away. But uh, they're they're looking for better seeds and trying to get a home game here. If the Patriots have to go on the road in in the, the playoffs. They could get bounced potentially by one of these teams, maybe the Ravens or the Steelers or the Chargers even, uh, if the Patriots have to go on the road here. So just keep an eye on that. Um, you can fire up the running backs, but I would temper expectations there, of course. Uh, James White has slowed down. Rex Burkhead hasn't really done much, but he's in there. James Devlin, you will never play, but of course he's vulturing touchdowns. And Sony Michelle has uh, slowed down as well, but I think this is a, a, a ground control game. I think this is a get out of New England with a W. Uh, keep Josh Allen off the field. The Patriots potentially run it up here with a good time of possession. I like this to be a Sony Michelle game. And it's hard to pass on the Bills, so I think that they're going to try to run it up the middle here, and uh, that would be uh, Sony Michelle's game. So I have the most confidence in Sony Michelle, but I do have confidence in both Sony Michelle and James White in this game. Tom Brady, you fire up. He's been playing well as of late. I know he had a rough game last week. We all saw the highlights of him throwing a shitty pick. <clears throat> His word is that he tried to throw it out of bounds, undershot it. Either way, he's Tom Brady. This is against the Bills. In his career, he's absolutely murdered the Bills. This is in New England. Again, they have a lot on the line here. I think Tom Brady throws at least three touchdowns in this game. I think he'll be just fine. Let's move on to the Vikings and the Lions. On the Vikings side, I expect a big game from everybody. Kirk Cousins is safe. Thielen is safe. Dalvin Cook should have a huge game. <clears throat> I think Kyle Rudolph is Kyle Rudolph. You know what, what he's about. Uh, not really excited about him. And Stephon Diggs, you can fire up, but I would temper expectations with him as well because he will probably draw uh, Darius Slay, although I love the Vikings' defense in this game against the Lions. For the Lions, fire up Kenny Galladay. We saw last week he is potentially matchup proof depending on how he's doing in the game. Everybody else I'm not excited about. Zach Zenner's a deep throw, I guess, uh, or blunt if you're looking for that touchdown only upside. But against the Vikings, I don't see any of those guys getting uh, getting away for any significant um points here uh versus the vikings on sunday let's go to the bucks and the cowboys <clears throat> this one's in dallas for the buccaneers you know you fire up your usual suspects but again temper expectations i hate to keep saying this in championship week but i think this is something that i run into in championship week where you you, you know the 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 news out of espn a lot likes to say this mantra of start your studs start your studs <clears throat> i'll never forget it last year i had aj green and Stephon Diggs, I played A.J. Green over Stephon Diggs in the same game the whole week. I was second-guessing it. I wanted to play Stephon Diggs over A.J. Green, but I just couldn't do it because everybody had A.J. Green ranked higher. Everybody was saying, start your studs no matter what. I was worried that A.J. Green was going to get shut down by Xavier Rhodes and that uh, Diggs was going to be able to get free versus suspect Bengals defense. Sure enough, I started A.J. Green. I lost by like three or four points in the semifinals. And Stephon Diggs, I think in that game, had a, just an average game, but he did catch a touchdown. He had like 14 points or something. So my gut <clears throat> was right, and I didn't follow out. I followed the quote-unquote specialists, and I got burned. So whatever we tell you is our opinion, and it's it's a calculated decision on our part. However, make sure that you're following your own thoughts and instinct here in some of these games. That being said, Jameis Winston, I think you can you can fire up as a streamer, but I would 
be worried about him against the Cowboys. Actually, the Cowboys secondary has been very impressive, and they're able to get to the quarterback as of late. So if you have a different option, I would stay away from Jameis in this game. Mike Evans, I think, will get shut down in this game, frankly, but you play him because of the upside, of course. Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has been absolutely slumping. I mentioned on the Tuesday episode, he has one catch in his last 13 targets, which is unbelievable. He's getting targeted, but he's not on the same page with Jameis. Worried about him. Humphreys could have a decent day up the middle, but you know he's kind of a a poor man's Edelman, so the upside is not really there for him. And uh, Cameron Brait is a touchdown or bust, of course. The one guy I think I'd have a little bit of confidence with as a flex or a deep RB2 would be – uh, Peyton Barber, who had a nice game last week and uh, has been running well as of late. For the Cowboys, I think everyone's going to bounce back, especially at home versus suspect, although better Buccaneers defense as of late. But you fire up Dak, you fire up Zeke, you fire up Amari Cooper. I think they're all going to be awesome in this game. And Blake Jarwin is a deep, deep tight end potential option who's gotten some targets in the last couple of weeks. But I like uh, I like the three studs in, uh, in uh, Dallas. I think they're all going to have a nice week. Let's move on to the Bengals and the Browns. For the Bungles, Joe Mixon, that's it. Not feeling Ross, not feeling Tyler Boyd. Uh, He's injured anyway. I I like uh, Joe Mixon in this game. I think the Browns are going to be up pretty much this entire game, actually. So um, I like Joe Mixon to potentially be more of a receiving back. We saw last week and the week before he's had two consecutive 100-yard games. I think if they keep feeding him the rock, he'll be just fine. But um, again, I wouldn't expect that explosion opportunity for uh, Joe Mixon, although he should be a safe play. For the Browns, I expect a big game out of Nick Chubb. I expect a big game out of Baker Mayfield, sticking it to Hugh Jackson once again. Last time these two teams played, Baker threw four touchdowns. Chubb was over 130 yards with his own touchdown. I think they both have big games. I expect uh, David Njoku to have a decent game as well. And the Browns receivers, uh, Callaway and uh, Jarvis Landry, I know they've both been you know hit or miss, but if you're if you're shooting in the dark, I think this is a great matchup. You don't get a better matchup than versus the Bengals. I think Baker's playing hot. The Browns are at home. They do have a one percent chance to make the playoffs, so there could be an option here for the Browns uh, to put up some big points here versus the Bengals. Next up, we have the Falcons and the Panthers. Both teams eliminated from the playoffs. Falcons start up. Uh, Matt Ryan, you start up Julio Jones. I like Calvin Ridley in this matchup. I don't think the Panthers are going to be very motivated without Cam Newton, who is done for the year. I think they got, uh, they're going to be on a huge high from last week, uh, almost beating the Saints. I think that, that they come back down to earth in this game, frankly. Uh, I think Tevin Coleman has a decent game. And I think the Falcons actually win this game here, uh, but on the road. But um, I expect actually kind of a decent game from the Falcons offense in this one. Panthers. Uh, Austin Hooper, I guess, is a, is a tight end uh, option as well if you need to look at a deeper option. But he's he's so boom or bust, uh, I just don't like to play him much. But if you do have him, could be a decent option. We saw Ben Watson, uh, who's twice his age, uh, get free for a couple last week. For the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey is pretty much it for me. The receivers could be better uh, with Heineke at, uh, back there. Christian Heineke is filling in for Cam Newton. But... We just haven't seen it yet. Um, they're all really young receivers. I just don't have a lot of faith in them against this Falcons defense, who's gotten a lot better since Deion Jones came back. So I actually kind of like, uh, kind of like Christian McCaffrey alone here in this game for the Panthers. For the Jaguars and Dolphins game, 
Dolphins hanging on by a thread here for the playoffs as well. Uh, they're at home for the Jags. I'm actually, you know, worried about Leonard Fournette just because he's been game scripted out of some games. He's been taken out by the coaches. Uh, Cody Kessler is is worse than Blake Bortles somehow, and the Jaguars uh, offense is doing frankly nothing here. So Fournette, if you have him in your championship, it's really hard to sit him, especially against a suspect defense like the Dolphins. So you fire him up, but. Don't be surprised if he gets shut down again, although he could post up, you know, a buck 20 and two touchdowns versus the Dolphins. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I guess you fire up uh, Leonard Fournette. None of the receivers don't like any of the receivers in this game. I do like the uh, Jags defense potentially here, though. Uh, for the Dolphins, I also like their defense in this game versus Cody Kessler. For the Dolphins, Kenyon Drake. You know my thoughts on Kenyon Drake by now. In the championship, I wouldn't trust him. I am actually excited about Kalen Balaj. I'm going to be starting Kalen Balaj in my championship game for a league of record, so you can fire him up. I think he'll just take over the the carries that Frank Gore had. Um, I just think he's going to be able to do more with them. Uh, for the receivers, nobody here for the uh, Miami receivers and um, Tannehill. Not excited about him either. So basically, the defense is in this game, and Leonard Fournette and Kalen Balaj. For the Giants and the Colts, it uh, looks like Odell Beckham is trending out again. Of course, if he's in the roster, you play him, but it doesn't look like he will be. Therefore, I really like Evan Ingram in this matchup. He has had a nice couple of games with Odell out. Sterling Shepard has had flashes, but not doing much consistently. Don't like that. Of course, Saquon had a down week last week, but you fire him up. He's a beast. Um, I think he'll be just fine, although the Colts did just shut down Ezekiel Elliott. But I think uh, – uh, Saquon will be able to uh, break loose. Hopefully not too bad because I'm playing him in our championship, but I think Saquon will have a good game here in this game. Uh, Eli, not feeling it. Um, of course, he's he's able to put up numbers occasionally, but not confident in Eli. For the Colts, Andrew Luck, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, everybody's on fire in this game against this uh uh, rough Giants defense. I think you fire up all of them. I would temper expectations on Andrew Luck. I think this could be a huge Marlon Mack game once again. Like last week, they just basically ran the ball down the Cowboys' throats, kept the Cowboys off the field. The defense played well. They shut out the Cowboys. I don't know if they're going to shut out the Giants, but at home with the Giants playing the way that they are, if they can contain Saquon Barkley, they could potentially get another shutout because I don't think Eli beats him by himself. So really like the Colts defense, really like uh, the studs for the Colts in this game. For the Bears and the 49ers, Mitch Trubisky, I think, could have a nice game in this one. Hopefully they turn uh, Jordan Howard and Tariq uh, Cohen loose again like they have been. But basically it seems that one of them goes off each week and the other one doesn't. We'll see what happens in this one. The Niners have actually been pretty solid against the run, so it could be more of a Tariq Cohen game. Either way, you probably fire up both of them at this point if you're in the championship, unless you have a better option. I like Mr. Trubisky, as I mentioned, and Allen Robinson you could throw in as a deep Hail Mary, although um, not super stoked on him, but you know he's looked a little bit better as of late. Anthony Miller is another really deep name if you need to. Trey Burton, touchdown or bust, of course, but this could be a game where where uh, this could oddly be a shutout. I think the Niners are playing well. So I like Trey Burton here. Of course, the Bears defense, obviously. For the Niners, uh, Nick Mullins, if you have a really uh, deep option, but this is kind of scary against the Bears. I don't really like any of the options for the 49ers. Uh, looks like Matt Breida got in another practice. He's always questionable. Even if he plays, he'll get hurt eventually. I don't like Jeff Wilson Jr. necessarily. Um Dante Pettis, I love for next season, as I mentioned last week, but I don't like him in this game. George Kittle, you play because he's a tight end and he's George Kittle, but I would temper expectations for everybody in this game for the 49ers. 
Rams and Cardinals. For the Rams, you fire up everybody. I think they're going to have a big bounce back game even on the road this week. They all of a sudden have a lot to play for. If they lose and the Bears win out, the Bears could actually jump them as the number two seed as the Bears hold the the, uh, tiebreaker over the Rams from a win a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. So the Rams actually all of a sudden are not as complacent as they were a few weeks ago. The Saints, of course, still hold the number one seed, but the Rams need to win out to to maintain that uh, second seed there. So um, I expect the Rams to come out fired up. I think Todd Gurley will be limited. Uh, he may not even play in this game, but if um, obviously if he plays, you play him. But if he does not, uh, keep an eye on that backfield. They just signed C.J. Anderson. Um, we could see him get some look. We could see John Kelly get some look. He had a lot of hype coming out of the uh, preseason there as the backup before Mal- Malcolm Brown took over. So I like I like the Rams running back, whoever it is. I'm just not sure if it's going to be Gurley or anybody else at this point. So make sure you keep an eye on that moving forward. I like Goff in this game. He should bounce back against the suspect. Cardinals secondary. I like Robert Woods. Um, I like uh, Cook. Uh, Brandon Cooks, excuse me, and Josh Reynolds. Somebody's going to draw Patrick Peterson, which will probably be, I would guess it would be Robert Woods. But if it's Brandon Cooks, I think that's better for everybody, honestly, because Brandon Cooks is kind of a one-trick pony anyway. I think Robert Woods and uh, Josh uh, Reynolds would go nuts in this game if, if they do shadow Brandon Cooks there. Let's go to the Cardinals. Uh, for the Cardinals, is David Johnson or bust, baby. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, you could play him just out of a legendary respect in your championship game, but I think he's, you know, the the, the uh, Rams defense has gotten better in the secondary. Their defensive line is ridiculous. I think they're going to destroy Mike Glennon or Josh Rosen, depending on who gets the starter who plays in this game. I think this, this game's going to be ugly early and often. Um, so maybe some dump downs and, and PPR points, maybe like a six for 80 for uh, Fitzgerald. So it's decent, but I don't see him getting a ton of volume necessarily or a touchdown in this game. David Johnson, of course, you got to fire up. For the Steelers and the Saints, a huge game. You fire up everybody on both of these teams. Big Ben, Juju is kind of suffering from a groin injury he picked up uh, late in the week in practice. But if he plays, you play him. If he doesn't, go get James Washington. I think he's going to be a great add this week. He had a nice couple plays last week. Love James Washington if Juju is out somehow. Antonio Brown, of course, you'll always play him, and he'll get a huge uptick if Juju somehow sits out. James Conner is trending doubtful at this point, so Jalen Samuels will again uh, draw the uh, draw the big straw there and get the start versus the Saints, although the Saints have been very stout against running backs. Last week, they bottled up Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey did throw for a 50-yard touchdown on kind of a, a trick play, broken play in the secondary wide open, but they bottled him up to 50 receiving yards and 50 um uh, rushing yards, which is 100 total. But if you think about it, bottling up a Christian McCaffrey as a running back to 50 yards on the ground and basically bottling up another top receiver to 50 yards is really solid by the Saints there in that ugly Monday night game. So I like Jalen Samuels, but temper your expectations there. Of course, Big Ben, fire him up. They've got a lot to play for. The Steelers do, of course. Um, I think Big Ben will be fine on the road here versus the Saints. For the Saints, I think everybody bounces back in this game versus Steelers. I think this is going to be a great game for everyone in fantasy football. Uh, You go Breeze, Kamara, Ingram, and Michael Thomas for sure. Uh, Everybody else I think is a long shot, but I do like all the big studs for the Saints, of course. And if you rode those guys all the way to your championship, you got to play those guys, of course, to uh, end it out here. A couple more games here, Chiefs and Seahawks. 
For the Chiefs, you fire up Mahomes, you fire up Tyreek uh, Hill, assuming he plays. You fire up Spencer Ware if he plays. If he doesn't, Damian Williams is an automatic. Travis Kelsey, of course. Chris Conley, eh, not really feeling it. The Seahawks defense is, is definitely better than they get credit for right now. Um, so you fire up your studs for Kansas City, but not really stoked about the other randos. For uh, the Seahawks, I like Russell Wilson in this game. I like D- Doug Baldwin in this game. Tyler Lockett. Even David Moore potentially has a deep shot. You could probably fire him up. Love Chris Carson. As long as he's healthy, he's going to get 20-plus touches. And Mike Davis should spell him. It looks like um, uh, Rashad Penny is trending out, even if he suits up. I don't think he's going to be able to do much in this game. He pulled up with an injury last week um, so or two weeks ago. So um, I love Chris Carson in this game. I think the only chance the Seahawks have to win this game is if they make it a ground-and-pound Seattle game in the rain up in Washington uh, the Chiefs, you know, gonna gonna be slowed down, and um, so if we can get uh, the Seahawks to play that ground and pound game that they love to do, I think that they actually win this game, which we'll get to our picks later on. But um, fire up everybody for Seattle and Kansas City in this game. Last one, uh, somehow this is the Monday night game, which of course they don't they don't switch these games up because they're already pre-programmed with the Sunday slot. They can move games around on Sunday and change time frames depending on who the hot matchup is per week. But for Monday, they got to stick with it because of all the scheduling that happens preseason. The Broncos and the Raiders ending our fantasy <laughs> championships on Monday Night Football. Rough. For the Broncos, uh, really, I mean, Philip Lindsay, you fire up. He should go nuts against the uh, the Raiders. Uh, I like Deshaun Hamilton as the number one receiver for the Broncos. He stepped in well for um, – uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton hasn't really been doing much lately. Not excited about him. And uh, Tim Patrick could be another deep option potentially for the Broncos. And actually the Raiders, believe it or not, have done well against the pass because not a lot of teams pass against them, A. And B, they've just done pretty well um, limiting yardage. So receivers generally score touchdowns, which is great for fantasy, but don't have huge yardage games against the Raiders. So I like that for Deshaun Hamilton over the middle uh, being that slot receiver there. So I could, I'm hoping, you know, maybe he gets, you know, six, seven, eight catches for 80, 90 to 100 yards and potentially slips in the end zone would be a big day for Deshaun Hamilton. Um, uh, Case Keenum, no thank you. I just can't trust him in the, in the fantasy championship. For the Raiders, Derek Carr, deep streaming option, I guess. But against the Broncos, eh, he's been much better at home and he hasn't thrown an interception in nine games, but I'm not, I, I just, don't think I could put my fantasy hopes on the line with Derek Carr. Jordy Nelson, deep option. Doug Martin and Jalen Richard, deep options. Jared Cook is the only one in this option I think I could feel potentially confident with. And um, the Broncos' defense, I forgot to mention, is a I think a, a, a nice option here as they play a Raiders team who has been much better at home, but certainly suspect. And obviously the Raiders haven't had much to play with for uh, weeks and the Broncos are also eliminated from the playoffs, but I think it's more of a pride situation. So the Broncos defense with that defensive line, I think those guys are going to be on fire and uh, be pretty stoked to end the, end the season on a high note. So I'm confident that you can fire up the Broncos defense. That'll do it. Daniel and I will be joined by Curly to talk the NFL Week 16 picks as well as check in with 
Just my fantasy team left at this point in the League of Record Championship. But we'll check in with that. I'll have the guys help me out there. And remember to uh, always email us your start sit questions to tckpod at gmail.com and DM us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow us all week, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday on our IG stories throughout the week for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week 16. Good luck in those championships, family. Hope you're doing well. Hope it works out for you. Check in with us next week. Let us know how it goes. And for Dana Sancato, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.